Welcome to Teen Wealth Radio, a show just for teens, their parents, and educators to come together and discuss the issues that are affecting our youth today. Your host is Brandy England. Brandy is joined each week by amazing guests, as well as a regular panel of co-hosts who are here to give you ideas and encouragement every step of the way. We also have plenty of other surprises on today's show. So let's get started. Here's your host, Brandy England. Hey, 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 everybody. Welcome back. It is Brandy today. Rebecca's getting a much-deserved break after hosting the show for quite a few weeks for me all by herself because it was so hectic and so busy. And I know everybody's lives have been so hectic and so busy recently with all of the crazy changes in the world with the Christmas holidays you know, with COVID. And uh, I'm really excited with our guest today because she's got more energy in her pinky finger, I think, than some entrepreneurs do in their entire bodies. She's got this incredible smile, a zest for life, and she can help us all get unstuck when we get stuck in life. So Julie, I'd love to welcome you to the show. Welcome, Julie Turner, everyone. Thank you so much, Brandy. That was an awesome intro. (laughs) How are you doing through all of this craziness? What's, What's life been like for you? You know what? Uh, I've been doing really, really well. I certainly had to change some of the the plans that I had, just like most of us. And uh, my private practice was uh, took a little bit of a nosedive at the beginning of the issues. But now things are really, really great. And I managed to write a book, which is just being edited, should be out soon. And start some new courses. I've got so much going on. So grateful. So grateful to actually have had the time and space to do that. Agreed. Yeah. I I feel the same way. It was a a shock for all of us at the beginning, but then I think if you embraced embraced the time, you got some good value out of it for sure. I love that you said that. Um, so you do so much, you've got your fingers in so many things. Um, can you just tell everyone a little bit about what you're truly passionate about in this life before I start uh, going into the different areas of your life and what you're, what you're creating? Oh, that's absolutely. I can. It's funny. Um, so many people, they, they talk about what their passions are or talk about what they're excited about. And, and mine has stayed the same for quite a long time. And that is, I would like to change the way that our society looks at mental and emotional wellness. That's my passion. I love that. And is there one approach that you take towards this with your life or do you approach it from a variety of angles? I absolutely approach it, approach it from many, many angles. My area of expertise is in relationships, but I've got a longstanding background in health as well. And the fact is, is that we need our physical, mental, emotional, and spiritual bodies all together as one, whatever that means to you, to actually have mental and emotional wellness. That's brilliant. I love it. <laughs> um, so, so I'm going to talk about entrepreneurship kind of at the beginning, but I'd love to rewind a little bit to when you were little, 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 when you were a little kid, what were you like? Were you full of energy? Were you shy? Did you have tons of self-esteem? What were you like as a kid and, and then into the teenage years? What kind of person were you? <laughs> well, let's start out with, I'm still little. I haven't grown since I was 12. Um, and I'm joking, not joking. When I was really, really little, I've always been a little bit off the wall. I apologize to my mom on a regular basis. I was very shy when I was a child, but uh, that has definitely ended. And I was very, very creative when I was young. 
I, I didn't need a lot of things to entertain myself. I'm still that way now. I don't have a TV. I don't really watch movies. It is very entertaining in my head. I don't really need the outside influence. Um, as a teenager, the classic rebellion, I, I definitely, um, so I am 47 years old. So it was a really long time since I was a teenager, but I was, I embraced the whole big hair, heavy metal, um, outcast kind of position in society, which looking back just makes me smile. I still carry my grade 10 ID just to remember who I was. That's awesome. I love it. <laughs> um, yeah, you, you, you are quite petite and, and I didn't think you looked 47 at all. So well done. You clearly have been taking care of your, your yourself throughout the years. Absolutely. Like 29. So Julie, well done on that. <laughs> Thank you. What do you think about uh, being, being happy leads to a healthy life and you look younger when you smile a lot? I, I, that's something I believe in. So I try and laugh all the time. How about you? I agree. You know what? We just simply look younger when we are smiling, when we are um, embracing whatever it is. Frown lines and the furrowed eyebrow, actually everything. When when you are frustrated or angry a lot, and those are all normal emotions. We're all going to have them and it's okay to have them. It's just not okay to own them and live in them. Mm -hmm. But when we have those emotions a lot, we tend to furrow our eyebrow and Mm -hmm. clench our jaw and that creates just this aged look. It's mm-hmm. just a fact. Yeah, totally. Ilya. Uh, if anyone wants to follow along or learn more about Julie as well, her uh, website is julieturner.ca, J-U-L-I-E, Turner, T-U-R-N-E-R.ca. And uh, she's got lots of great uh, content on there too, including a quiz to check your stress levels, which many of us may need. Can I ask what is stressful? What has been stressful in your life? And, and do you have any tips for everyone listening to us to deal with it from your, your perspective? Uh, what has been stressful in my life? I've had quite a few um, things that uh, were catalysts for me being who I am today. And probably the biggest stress for me, starting at a younger, the younger ages, uh, was as we all are. We're raised by parents that don't necessarily understand us. And that's fair. And there's no judgment in that. The fact is, is that we are all brought onto this earth as individuals. But I think once people have parents, have have children, they kind of embrace the idea that it's their job to mold those children, however they perceive they should be. And the fact is, is that's not true. It's their job to help the child figure out who they are. And so in my childhood, I was definitely not fostered to be who I am. And it was, I just wanted to grow up. I just wanted to be an adult as quickly as possible so I could get freedom. And so that was obviously a stressful situation that some of your listeners may or may not really empathize with because they're like, yes, I keep getting told not to do the things that are natural to me or that I want to do. So like hang in there. It, it does get better. Um, and then I was, uh, I was raised by a single father through a lot of my, uh, teen years. And the fact was, is he just had zero connection to his emotions. So I ended up kind of shutting down my emotions for a lot of my life. It's part of the reason I do what I do. So it is highly stressful when we have to hide our 
wants, needs, and emotions on a regular basis. That's, that's just something that I would argue is probably the most stressful thing that we can go through. Mm, I feel you on that for sure. I think, and I think for men, especially over time, they've been told kind of, you know, be a man, don't, don't share your emotions. So I bet there's a lot of deep stuff in there that causes a lot of added stress, which comes out in different ways for sure. Um, do you have any advice? I'm, I mean, I know if there's any parents that are out here listening or any single dads as a young lady being raised by a single dad, do you have any advice that you could potentially give to either the young lady on how to reach out and maybe talk to dad if they're not very open or maybe how dad could reach out and be a better support system if he's raising a daughter on his own? Do you have any advice for them? Well, the most important thing in any relationship, parent-child, romantic, sibling, is open communication. So if you are capable of communicating openly and both of you are on board with that, that obviously, uh, that would be a great thing, but sometimes that's not the case. So sometimes the dad is having a really hard time connecting with his, um, his teenage daughter and she's not open to communicating about who she is and, and what's going on in her life. And to the dad, I would just say, try to understand that she is an individual, um, try and spend time with her anyways, obviously not forcing, but to allow her to be herself. And that's something, that's something that's very, very difficult for us as human beings. We want to, we see something going on. We see what we perceive as an issue and sometimes it's not, and we want to fix it and we want to help them and we want to give them advice. And sometimes it's not that it's wrong, it's different. And that's, you know, for the dad and for the daughter that maybe doesn't feel super connected to her dad uh, to understand that he's actually an individual as well. So whichever position you're coming from, what I try and get my clients to understand is we are all individuals, but we all have expectations of relationships. So as a child is growing up, they're like, oh, my dad's going to be this and my dad's going to do that. And they see modeling from their friend's parents and they're like, oh, that's what dads do. And then your dad isn't like that. Now, that doesn't necessarily mean he's, you know, it's, it's not better or worse. It's simply different. And being able to open that communication and, and say, you know, how, you know, this is what I'm experiencing. How are you experiencing it? I love that you said that because I think, I mean, when I was a kid, my parents divorced when I was two and each remarried a few years later. And I literally didn't know that that was anything different because that was all I had ever known, you know? So I thought everybody's dad had a different wife and everybody's mom had a different. And I just, I was like, yeah, I got four parents that raised me and people were like, oh, it must be so difficult coming from a Doris family. And I was like, no, I have four people to love me, support me and buy me Christmas presents. So I interpreted their love differently. So you and I had a very different kind of up, uh, definitely upbringing and people that we would reach out to. And I just want all the young people listening to know that you know, everybody's different. Everybody has a different situation. And, and sometimes you can't connect with your single parent or all four of your parents. And you, you need to reach out to another adult or friend that you can trust and, you know, ask them for advice. So I love that you said that. And because you said dad isn't like that. And, and it's okay, because I think we forget that our, our parents are just people that are trying to figure it out too, right? <laughs> yes. And thank you for mentioning reaching out to another um, person ideally another parent, not parent, but adult, if you can, 
I think it's actually kind of an epidemic and this might be more for the parents for the ki- than for the kids, but it's an epidemic in our society that peers are raising peers. So what I mean by that is because often, you know, children are put in daycare right away and there's one adult to, you know, 10 kids or whatever the numbers are at this point. And the fact is kids cannot raise kids. So when you go to school or daycare or to your best friend and say, this is what's going on. They don't actually have the emotional maturity to give you any advice. They don't, they only have their own situation. And half the time the parents can't give you enough emotional maturity to do that, but you have a way better chance with an adult. So just know that um, sometimes it's super valuable to find that adult, whether it's a teacher or somebody in your world, your grandma, your best friend's mom, whatever, somebody that you can speak to and feel comfortable with. I love that. Yeah, totally. I, you know, I have, um, I know someone right now that's part of teen wealth that is, uh, 18 years old, but when they were in high school, they, uh, struggled a lot with anxiety and feelings of depression. And every time they would reach out to their parents and say, Hey, I'm feeling really low, good food, exercise, these things are helping a little bit, but not enough. And I know it's not just me being sad and and they'd done their research and the parents kind of were like, you know, well, we don't really believe in mental health. Um, and you know, you'll be fine. You'll grow out of it. But they weren't able to give him the tools. And then when he went to talk to the counselor, this is in, in one of the states, um, in that state, the counselor had to get the parents permission to talk about mental health. And because the parents poo-pooed mental health, the counselor couldn't talk to them about it. And the young person reached out to us saying, I, I don't have anyone to talk to because my counselor <laughs> has to go through my parents. So he's very close to 19. And that's when he can actually finally go get mental health help himself in the state that he lives in. So it's just very interesting it's so hard sometimes to find the right person to talk to, you know, it's, it's, a, it's a tough thing, but once you're 19, you know, you can go get, I mean, every state is, is different. I don't know. Do you know what it is in BC when you're able to legally go? I think it's like 15 or something when you can separate from your parents to talk about mental health if you need help. I'm not sure that age here. You know, I'm not entirely sure. What's interesting. That's a great topic. Um, as I mentioned to you briefly, I am actually on a psychic hotline out of, Australia. And I I love doing readings for people. I love um, doing intuitive readings or tarot readings or whatever. Uh, But that's just totally kind of something I enjoy to do. But what I noticed right away on this hotline um, is that people were asking questions that they should not have been asking a, a psychic hotline. It was not crisis. They were not thinking of, of doing themselves harm, but it was not something that they should be asking a psychic either. And I'm like, there needs to be a place where people of all ages can go and just say, I'm really frustrated and I don't know how to deal with this. I'm really scared and I don't know how to deal with this. And and that place is is really hard to find right now in our society, both America and Canada. And it, it needs to be it needs to be readily available. Yeah, it's true. I know there's a lot of like um, hotlines out there for, you know, if you're feeling depressed, you can call. But if if you're not at the stage where you're concerned about, um, you know, suicide, they sometimes they can't help you. There needs to be right. more. I just want to talk, not I'm at the end of my rope. Exactly. Somewhere between crisis and psychic. 
Yes. There's not <laughs> right. Absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. Gosh, it's such a tough thing. Now, um, talk to me about parent and child relationships. I know you mentioned when we were talking previously that that's something that's really near and dear to your heart. And we talked a little bit about yours with your father and that relationship. Tell me about how you like to help people with their relationships with their child or with their parents. Well, like I mentioned before, um, I like people to understand right away about the expectation factor. So I'll give an example. I was working with a gentleman and he had three sons and he would, he would always say like he had such a frustrating relationship with two of his sons and he's like, you know, I do this and this and this and, and they don't reciprocate and they don't do, you know, they don't, um, they don't call me back and they don't text and they don't, whatever the case may be. Right. He just wasn't getting the response that he wanted. And so I started talking to him about the fact that when he had those children, like when, when they decided to have children, he probably had a very distinct view of what it was going to look like. And he was going to go fishing with his sons and he was going to like all of these things that he had planned and had these visions of, but then your child doesn't want to participate in that. And that's fair. Your child's an individual. And the child actually, again, they're seeing um, modeling on TV. They're seeing modeling in their friends' homes. And they're like, why can't my dad be like that? Why can't my dad this? But they never communicate that they're, they're having two different relationships. And it's really frustrating with each of them. So I like to help people understand the way that they're communicating and how often that is really detrimental to their relationship. And when people have a real big disconnect with their kids, they often have a big disconnect in other areas in their life as well. uh, And they just haven't recognized it yet. Absolutely. I have to say, I love that sentence for all parents, your child is an individual. I think I think that's so important for them to recognize that they're not little use. They are their own human being and you can just be the, the best that you can to love and support them no matter what. You know, it kind of reminds me of Modern Family. <laughs> I love that show because Jay, <laughs> the senior Caucasian older white gentleman, his, is raising his gay son and then, <laughs> and then his partner and just like learning about that. And then Manny, like I just, I love that show so much because it truly is the today's modern family and everybody just figuring out their place, learning to accept who they love, foster people for who they are. You know, I think that's a great show. Do you watch Modern Family, Julie? <laughs> I, I have seen a few episodes. I I don't actually have a TV, but I have seen a few episodes. Uh, see, I'm of the generation that, um, oh, I can't even remember what his name is, the actor, Jay, he was the father in um, Married with Children. Yes. <laughs> many, many years ago. Yeah. And my dad was actually a huge fan of that show. So I got to see quite a few episodes of that. But I agree, like the what they've made with Modern Family is very much what the Modern Family is. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, oh, gosh. Well, goodness. She made it. Ladies and gentlemen, she made it through COVID without a TV. That's an impressive feat. We (laughs) do have to go to commercial break right now, but we'll be right back in just a moment with Julie Turner, everyone. The Internet's number one talk station. Number one talk station. VoiceAmerica.com. 
Hey, you. Yeah, you. Are you tired of people asking you what you want to be when you grow up? Well, we can help. What if we gave you the money to start your own business? All you have to do is join the Teen Wealth Club. Even if you have no idea what you want to do, we can help you have the life of your dreams and play by your own rules. We are real. Real people who believe that your life can be whatever you want it to be. And we know it works because we have hundreds of other teens just like you who are doing it right now. Check out GlobalTeenWealth.org and start the life of your dreams today. Don't forget to mention Teen Wealth Radio and we'll send you a free gift when you join. Or you can call us at 1-855-866-TEEN. That's 1-855-866-8336. GlobalTeenWealth.org. We're here to get you started on your future. Have you become a member yet? Sign up now to become a member of Voice America. It's always free and easy. Plus, you get to take advantage of some great member benefits. Get unlimited access to millions of hours of on-demand content across all of our channels. Keep track of your favorite episodes, shows, and hosts in your own customizable library. Find out what shows you might be interested in based on your favorites. Plus, you get insider access with our newsletter. Membership gives you more. Sign up at voiceamerica.com and click register at the top right. Stimulating talk it gets those synapses in the brain firing really fast. All the time. The number one internet talk station where your opinion counts. VoiceAmerica.com. You are tuned in to Teen Wealth Radio. To join in the conversation, send an email to Brandy at GlobalTeenWealth.com. That's Brandy with an I at GlobalTeenWealth.com. Now, back to this week's show. Hey, everybody. Welcome back. We're here with Julie Turner, known for coaching and hypnosis, but a whole lot of other things as well. Now, Julie, we talked a little bit about you not having a TV during COVID, which is very impressive. How, how important is that for you focusing on being an entrepreneur and not having distractions like a television in your life? Okay. So I'll tell you why I do not have TV. Um, I find that I am very, very sensitive to things, to inputs. And we'll kind of uh, marry the whole TV conversation and the hypnosis conversation together because TV is hypnosis. Anytime, so your radio show is actually a form of hypnosis. When somebody is sitting there and has their headset in and they're just listening intently, they stop really noticing what's going on around them. And it's actually their subconscious that's running the show. So that means that everything that they hear, they're more um, susceptible to. So they're more suggestible to. And with TV, that, you know, when we watch, say, maybe a, a true crime show or anything like that, anything that's got violence in it, it becomes just that much more normal to have violence in our world. And I am really highly against, um, for myself, because of course I'm not interested or, or I'm not here to preach to anybody about what they do, but I do not want violence to be normal in my life. So I don't watch TV and yes, there's sitcoms and all that kind of stuff as well, but between commercials and information that I don't want to see on TV, I just got rid of it probably four or five years ago now. Amazing. I love that. And I always 
I, I know I have friends that say, oh, I, I don't have time to start my own business or I don't have time to pursue this interest. <laughs> and and I've seen them watch, uh, you know, The Office for the 17th time. And they're like, oh, yeah, I finally just rewatched that show. Or, I, you know, I played video games for 17 hours. Now I can't talk. I do play at least six hours of video games on the weekends. But that's my way to unwind <laughs> because I do work 18 hours a day, Monday to Friday. But um, you seem like you have a really healthy life balance for right. Uh, being an entrepreneur, do you, do you, how do you unwind? What are your ways to unwind? Uh, I'm a fitness addict. So, and I really, really enjoy the gym. I don't go to the gym because I have to, I go to the gym because I enjoy it. And I, I love to walk and I spend time with uh, friends and amazing people. Connection is my, probably my biggest way to truly unwind is, you know, I've, I've got friends all over the world, which I'm super grateful for. So during COVID, I got a chance to really foster those relationships. Normally, I am at an event every day. Uh, you know, after work, it's like, oh, got to go to a networking event, got to go speak at an event, all that kind of thing. So that just kind of stopped. And it gave me a chance to really, really get to know people and get to know myself a little bit better again. That's a really great point. I love that. I wish g- the gym was the same for me as it was for you. I go because I have to, <laughs> not because I enjoy it. So I need I need to learn your tricks. Is hypnosis something that can help me love the gym more and and dislike food more? Because the, the, that's my thing. <laughs> uh, you know what? I, it absolutely can. I, I'm going to give you you and your uh, listeners a little tip right now that apparently is lost on most people. It, it is in my book, my my book that's coming out later this month, but I will share it with you guys and it's on food. So a lot of people, um, they crave certain foods and part of that may or may not be missing certain minerals and vitamins in our diet, but we don't crave junk food because we're missing minerals and vitamins. We crave junk food because at one point, likely when you were quite young, uh, you had a good experience around something that tasted similar. So I'll use the the example of cookies. You know, some people are like, they cannot pass up a chocolate chip cookie. And if they were to do hypnosis with me, I would find the time that they really, really enjoyed their chocolate chip cookie. And it would likely be maybe mom or grandma or their best friend's mom made a nice batch of chocolate chip cookies and they sat around the table and they felt heard and seen and loved and it was warm and everything was wonderful. And sitting at home by yourself, maybe you're watching TV and you're like, oh, I'd really like that cookie. And what you really want is connection. You really want to feel heard, loved, warm, and comforted. So you go to that cookie And for eight seconds, you have that memory again for eight seconds. So then people eat too many of those things because they're like, oh, that was wonderful. That was amazing. And trust me, there's no food that is that amazing unless it's connected to a memory. And that's humans learn relationally. It's just a fact. That's, that's great. We were actually just sitting in the office today. One of my colleagues smelt something. I think it was coffee and was like, oh, I remember my grandmother that we had, it was coconut right. coffee or something like that. Cause we put coconut oil in our coffee and she just automatically was transported back there. So that's a very, very good point. So how do we break that? How do we break that cycle? Do we call a friend when we need, you know, when we get yes. that thing for that cookie or 
Yes, that is exactly what you do. Thank you for like <laughs> pushing us forward a little bit um, because awareness is key. So um, often it's, it's not the same emotion. So we all have certain emotions that we've attached to these situations. So possibly your emotion is uh, you feel lonely and that's what drives you to do that. Maybe it's that you feel sad. So if it's sad, maybe you need to listen to music that's uplifting. If it's lonely, then yes, you need to call somebody that allows you or go see somebody or even wander out to Starbucks. I'm an extrovert through and through. And during COVID, I would just literally go to the grocery stores to see people. I just need to, I need to be around energy of people. Um, so yeah, it, it really depends on what's driving you towards those cookies. Figure that emotion out and then you'll know how to deal with it. I love that. That's awesome. Um, mine is pickles. So I don't know if you can relate, <laughs> if I can figure that one out, but yeah, if I'm, if I'm ever <laughs> at home and I'm good for you. <laughs> oh, really? Oh, good. Cause I, I literally oh like, goodness. I will, I will eat a jar of pickled beets and a jar of pickled cucumbers in like two days. Like it's frightening. <laughs> uh, I love pickled beets. Um, pickles with sugar, not as ideal as say a dill pickle. Um, but certainly we're not going to judge you over pickles. I actually, I actually judge I, people that like the sweet pickles. I don't get it. I like the okay. only the dill. <laughs> yeah. It, and honestly, that will still be connected to a childhood memory. It just, it just will. Um, but vinegar does actually provide things for our body that you might be, uh, you might need. So you might be doing that just by your body asking for that. We'd have to look more into your diet to, to figure that one out. Totally. Um, you know, and, and you talked about the gym and we've talked a little bit about healthy eating and things like that. What are your thoughts on like longevity and living longer and living healthier? Okay. So I actually want to, when you said you don't like the gym to everyone out there listening in, including you, I go to the gym because I love the gym, but arguably it's actually better for our health and for our longevity if we just move more. So, you know, we all have, well, we don't all, cause I actually don't have, um, a Fitbit or uh, an Apple watch or anything like that. But if you have one, likely it's telling you to get off your butt at least once an hour and do it. So again, from a longevity point of view, it's better to move more, more often instead of move hardcore for half an hour in the morning. So I do both because again, I enjoy it, but longevity to me is, is all about living healthier now and for a long time. So the generation that's growing up right now, you know, it's likely they're going to be living to a hundred years old. If you're already destroying your body, um, that's going to be a long haul, a lot of hospital visits, a lot of doctor visits. And personally, I'm not interested in those things. So at my age and for probably the last 20 years of my life, I've made it my mission to take the best possible care of myself uh, every day. And part of that is, you know, movement. It's proper nutrition and figuring out what proper nutrition is for you. Please don't go and follow a diet off of the internet because you need to eat things that are, yes, healthy, but also that you feel good when you eat. And that might be vastly different for you than it is for your best friend. You know, there's all kinds of diets out there. And I also don't really believe in an actual diet per se. Eat whole foods, eat healthy when you can. 
which is always, um, but more often than not. That's awesome. Do you have any vices? <laughs> if I have pickles, is there, I think everybody has one little thing. Is it, is it a vice? I don't know. Is it something that you crave when you're having a bad day? Do you, is there any that you have and you kind of pull yourself out of that? Um, you know what? I, I sort of do, but I don't pull myself out of it cause it's healthy. Um, so I don't really need to, but I, I have gotten into the habit and it, and it just feels good. And I know that that's a, that it actually feels good in a, a mental, emotional, as well as physical way. I have oatmeal every evening and I put protein powder in it and it's delicious. And if I don't, if I'm not home to have my oatmeal, I'm kind of like, Oh, that sucks. I'd rather be at home eating oatmeal. <laughs> I love that. That's your comfort food. That's so great because I mean, being up here in Canada, it's a little bit cold. <laughs> yeah. I'm always a little cold. Um, so I really, I, at the very beginning, I wanted to start off talking about entrepreneurship, but I just, I just love your energy and you have so much great advice. I just keep asking the questions, but I'd love <laughs> to circle back to entrepreneurship now because you're a consummate entrepreneur. You're doing so many things. So what, what started that on your journey? Like, were you a kid when you started? I'm still selling pop at a, at a, at a high school. Like where, where did this begin and what fostered it in you? You know so my dad owned his own business my whole life and I, it never occurred to me to join his business, but it also never occurred to me to work for someone else. I, it was just never, you know, in my mind's eye. Uh, when I was a small child, my goal in life was to help people feel better. And as, um, as a child, I thought, well, I'll, I'll make people look better then they'll feel better. So I took cosmetology. And uh, at the age of 17, I started my own business. I started a cosmetology business. And by the age of 21, I was doing it full time and I was doing it in people's homes. So I wanted to do things differently. So I went to the family home and I did mom's hair and dad's hair and the kids and often, you know, the, they'd invite their neighbor over, whatever the case may be. And, you know, I would start with dad and the kids, and then he'd take them off to soccer practice while I was doing mom's hair. And it just made everybody's life easier and simpler. But what it really did for me, which was really interesting, is it allowed me to see so many different family dynamics. And I realized I need to help people at a very different level. Yes, it was wonderful to, you know, help them save time and feel better because they looked better. And it did, it did work to a point, but then I started taking counseling courses and coaching because I knew that, that there was something bigger for me. And every time, so I took the nutrition course many, many years ago and I took it because I wanted to optimize my health. And when I was taking it, people are like, Oh, what are you doing? And how do you do that? And so people just started hiring me. I have literally everything I enjoy doing, somebody wants to pay me for it. I've taken people shopping. I have helped them with their hair. I've helped them with their mental awareness. There's just not a thing that I'm not interested in that people didn't say, hey, can you do that for me? I'll pay you. And I went, okay. <laughs> so I can't help it. I love that. I love that. That's that's so awesome. Um can I ask you, uh, just to go back to, to, to high school and elementary school, 
why why do we not teach entrepreneurship? Why is that not something we learn? Like I love that your your parent was uh-huh. that you know there was an alternative not to, but I was always told, no, you must go to college and get a job. You can't start your own business. It's too difficult. But people, it's really not if you have the right tools and the right connections and you're willing to put in the effort, right? So why do we not teach that in our schools? Okay, I'm going to be very unfiltered here, um, but I'm always unfiltered, so that's not really a surprise. Now, when I was in school, I was absolutely told the same thing as you that we needed to get that, um, you know, that education, and then move on and to get university and and get a job and blah blah blah. And the fact is, is that many years ago, school stopped being about um, the best for the student, and it started being about the best for society. And society needs people to work. So I truly believe we are from the ground up built to be worker bees, built to never get out of the loop of the job and um, needing bigger, better, um, more money, the next job, the next house, the next fancy car. And I just don't live my life that way. I've been very fortunate and I've made a very good living at what I do. And I've managed to um, live exactly the extraordinary life that I want, but it sure as heck wasn't because I listened to what I was told in school. I love, I love that you said that. Um, There's such a huge shift now towards people wanting to start their own businesses that I think they're lacking some of the worker bees. They're lacking the factory workers and the blue collar workers. And a lot of people say that's why, you know, China's beating us now in North America because there's still so many workers creating things over there. And and it's it's a very interesting shift and I'm sure it'll balance out as many pendulums that swing back and forth seem to do. Um, What do you think is the answer? Should we empower people? Should we have the worker bees? Should we do both? Like, I believe that creating an entrepreneur is opening up doors for them to hire more people that want to be the worker bees that enjoy that position, but allowing them to decide what's best for them is, is so important. Do you have any thoughts on that? <laughs> I do. Of course, I have thoughts on everything. Um, <laughs> I think that that we are all here for our own journey. And I think that if we actually give people the choices, some people are going to choose worker bee and some people aren't. But we aren't given choices. At least we weren't uh, when I was in school. And hopefully, I believe that that is shifting. And the fact is, is that all all of the entrepreneurs out there, um, even, you know, the the person who started Walmart was an entrepreneur at one point. So there's nothing wrong with big companies. There's nothing wrong with being uh, a worker at one of those big companies. Again, sometimes our purpose and passion does not lie in our career. And that is totally fine. And that's fair. So I'm not trying to dis- um, large companies or working for one. Cause you know, at some point, you know, I might be a large company who knows. Right. And I, I certainly want people to come work for me, but I think it's fair to give us all of the options. And, and that's not the way that it works right now from my perspective. Uh, I'm in agreement with your perspective. I love it. Thanks, Julie. I'm just going to uh, let everybody have a nice little commercial break here. And we'll be right back in just a couple more minutes. Stimulating talk gets those synapses in the brain firing really fast. All the time. The number one internet talk station where your opinion counts. VoiceAmerica.com. 
Hey, you. Yeah, you. Are you tired of people asking you what you want to be when you grow up? Well, we can help. What if we gave you the money to start your own business? All you have to do is join the Teen Wealth Club. Even if you have no idea what you want to do, we can help you have the life of your dreams and play by your own rules. We are real, real people who believe that your life can be whatever you want it to be. And we know it works because we have hundreds of other teens just like you who are doing it right now. Check out GlobalTeenWealth.org and start the life of your dreams today. Don't forget to mention Teen Wealth Radio and we'll send you a free gift when you join. Or you can call us at 1-855-866-TEEN. That's 1-855-866-8336. GlobalTeenWealth.org. We're here to get you started on your future. Are you ready for a broad look at everything to do with the world of sports? If so, tune in to the Mike Abadir Show. It's a unique perspective to the connections between sports and business. Host Mike Abadir has negotiated numerous deals in the NFL. Along with co-host Gino Bacola, Mike will bring his expertise, discussion, and some terrific guests to the airwaves. Listen live for the Mike Abadir Show every Thursday at 4 p.m. Pacific Time, 7 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. Your favorite Voice America Talk Radio Network shows and hosts are in your car, outdoors, and wherever you need them to be. Listen anywhere. Get our mobile app for iPhone, BlackBerry, or Android at the Apple iTunes App Store, BlackBerry App World, or Android Market. Streaming live. The leader in Internet talk radio. VoiceAmerica.com. are tuned in to Teen Wealth Radio. To join in the conversation, send an email to brandy at globalteenwealth.com. That's brandy with an I at globalteenwealth.com. Now, back to this week's show. Hey, everybody. Welcome back. We're here talking to Julie Turner. And uh, I, I just, I'm so amazed and so impressed that you started your own business by 17. And at 21, you were doing it full time. And I think that's just so inspirational because that's what teen wealth is all about. Um, we talk a lot about mental health because that is super important, super crucial. But I also believe in a new generation of entrepreneurs that want to give back, uh, employ more people. And I'm so glad you did it with the intention to help people. Why do you think at a young age you wanted to help people? Like what, what, what was in you that said, I, I want to make a difference for other humans? Honestly, it was, it was watching my parents. Um, my, as I mentioned, I was raised uh, after the age of 10 predominantly by my single father. My mom was still in my life and my mom is an amazing human being, but they were not meant to be together. And there was zero communication between the two of them. And as a child, I desperately wanted to help them both be happy. And, you know, I, I, I started, it's funny because if you ask my mom, I knew at the age of five that I wanted to be a hairdresser. I kept telling her that as I combed through her hair uh, painfully for her, I thought it was lovely, but apparently she did not. So again, I just, I just wanted them to be happy. And I think that often what drives us is um, as adults is what was the driver when we were children and we don't even realize it. 
because our wants and needs kind of mature, but there's always, there's a, a child living inside of us. Even when you're a teen, there is a little child living inside of you that still wants exactly what they wanted when they were a child, which is to be seen and heard and loved. And we, we start to um, have different behaviors to receive that because we didn't maybe receive it the way we wanted to as a child. That's, that's so interesting. I know when I was going through uh, psychology and university and talking about like trauma therapy and things like that and how the brain develops that they said, I think it's 80 or 90% of your brain develops the synapses and how you respond to external stimuli within the first two years of your life. And so if there is something going on, your, your brain kind of pr- figures out how to deal with it at those times. And then it, the, the other 10 or 20% comes in the next few years. So that's, that's such a neat, neat thing that you said in a point that you made. It's very interesting because, yeah. So the stats uh, or the information as, as I understand it is by the age of eight, you have 50%. And by the age of 18, you have 95%. So after the age of 18, you have 5% wiggle room. Now that does not mean that you cannot change the script that you have, but left to your own devices. And if you don't realize that that's an option, uh, yeah, by the age of eight, you have 50%. And being a child, I, I have clients come to me and I've, I've absolutely had this sentence said to me multiple times uh, from adults. I think I had trauma when I was a child. And my answer is you absolutely did. Being a child is traumatic. You experience everything for the first time when you're a child. Of course, it's traumatic. It's just how you are fostered within that trauma um, that kind of shapes who you become and how you react to things. Uh, I love I love how you just said that. That was awesome. It's a very interesting thing, the brain. <laughs> um, yes, it is. Yeah, I could talk about that for hours. It's, <laughs> it's fascinating and very, very interesting. So, wow, by, by 17, you had your own business. I just want to, because this is geared towards young people, um, I really would like to ask you, what does that look like at 17? What does your day-to-day look like when you're starting a business at 17? Do you balance school? Do you balance crushes? Do you balance sports? Like was entrepreneurship where you're like, nope, this is all I'm doing. This is my one focus. Or did you have a healthy balance with other teenage things? I definitely um, did not have maybe the normal teenage life as I, as I mentioned, um, or maybe I didn't, I just wanted to grow up. I wanted responsibility. I sought after it. I started my first RSP at the age of 18 because they wouldn't let me start it before that. I was like, nope, I'm, I'm going to start adulting ASAP because then I am free. And, and that was kind of my personal passion. I was dating somebody at that age and gratefully he was older and he worked, um, he worked two jobs. So it was, you know, we, we didn't have a ton of time to fit each other in anyway. So that really wasn't in my way. And I, you know, I did what I needed to do for school, bare minimum. And it was, you know, I just, I just did my job and, and I enjoyed it. It was, as I said, I was a cosmetologist, so I was doing hair, like still, I still enjoy doing my friend's hair 30 years later. And a a friend will come over and I'll be like, let's fix you up. Let's, <laughs> let's make you look awesome. Stick you on camera. 
Love that so much. So what kind of compromises or sacrifices do you feel you had to make as a young person starting your own business? I, looking back, sometimes wish I had done the whole explore, you know, go spend time in Europe, maybe go work at a a summer camp and support kids. Um, So many things. I didn't participate in any sports. I did exercise, but it was first thing in the morning. I, you know what, most people start partying and going out when they're 18. I stopped. I didn't have time for that. I didn't foster friendships. Part of my book speaks of how a few years back, probably, I guess I was 41. So six years ago now, I had um, an accident and I broke my elbow clean off. Uh, I was running and uh, my dog got freaked out and she tripped me and I broke my elbow clean off. And that was a huge catalyst for me understanding I have not been great at fostering relationships throughout my life because I can do things for myself. And there were not a lot of people knocking at my door to help me. So that is probably the biggest thing that I gave up um, to be as driven as I was, but you don't need to. That was a choice I made because I felt um, compelled to, to just grow my business. Absolutely. And and I'm sure now that you have an established business and you, now you're able to go do those things like traveling, right? That it allows you the freedom to do the things that you really love. I mean, clearly not with COVID during now, but before COVID. <laughs> I managed to do it. Oh, I had a brilliant plan before COVID hit. Um, in December last year, I managed to go down to Arizona because somebody wanted to have um Uh, wanted to connect with me and work with me. And then I went uh, back home to Manitoba. Yay, Manitoba. And then uh, not a great place to go in December, but you know, we live and learn. And then I went to New York for a week. And then January, I had a speaking event in uh, Los Angeles. And then in February, I spoke in Las Vegas. So again, I have an extraordinary life and by being an entrepreneur, that that has 100% been a huge part of that extraordinary life. Amazing. I love that. We only have a, a little bit of time left before the end of the show. So I did want to get to um, two things that I know you're passionate about, numerology and hypnosis a little bit more. Is there anything that you want to share with us about that entrepreneurial journey and, and what you're passionate about? I know you mentioned there's something exciting about 2021. Do you want to tell everyone? There's many things exciting about 2021. Um, So numerology, 2021 is a number five. You just add the numbers. It's a number five year. Number five is all about the visionary and it's about freedom. And this year, so I, I want everyone to kind of pay attention to the word freedom. And we often uh, feel like we don't have freedom because somebody isn't allowing us to do something maybe. And that was a big issue in 2020 for many people. But I felt immense freedom in 2020 because freedom is is something that uh, I look at differently. And you can be free with your thought. You can be free with how you um, live your life as an individual you know, maybe we were held back in some ways, but then you just have to be able to be that visionary and, you know, strike out on your own and figure out what, what feels right and good to you. So the whole year of 2021 is all about, you know, outside the box thinking 
And if you're like, wow, this, you know, this is a, a, nobody's doing this good. If nobody's doing it good, the world probably needs it. If you thought of it, the world probably needs it. Now, hypnosis, as I mentioned, TV is hypnosis. For those of you who are like, Ooh, I don't know about hypnosis. You may know it as guided meditation. You may know it as visualizations. It's daydreaming. It is when you're walking somewhere and you're maybe listening to music and you're like, wow, I can't believe I'm here already. I don't even remember passing 7-Eleven. I pass that every day. That is a version of hypnosis. It simply means that your conscious mind, the logical, the, um, the critical thinker is kind of stepped aside and you're in your head and in your thoughts and in your dreams and, and possibly in your memories. That's all hypnosis is. I love that. And if people want to learn more about hypnosis or maybe have like a consultation with you on something, where would they do that? Through your website or what's the best way to direct people towards you? They can absolutely go to julieturner.ca and you can click on schedule with me and there's a a strategy session and it's um, completely complimentary. It's half an hour and we just talk about what your wants and needs may be. And if I can support you, then great, we can move forward. And if it's something that I maybe know somebody else that can support you, or I can just give you some basic uh, content right then and there, I'm more than happy to do that. Very cool. I appreciate it. And, and I, I guess all your social media is also on there as well. I know your Instagram is julieturner.ca. So that's quite easy. I like that. <laughs> but can they my find Instagram? There? And my my Facebook my um, my hypnosis page on Facebook is also uh, at JulieTurner.ca. My website's at Julie JulieTurner.ca. I actually think my name is JulieTurner.ca. I say it so often, <laughs> uh, so it's probably the best way. Uh, my email is JT at JulieTurner.ca. So I'm pretty easy to get hold of. Oh, I love that. That's that's very good. <laughs> easy to to remember for sure. So if there's any young entrepreneurs out there or any young people considering a career in hypnotherapy or something like that, do you have any advice for them on where to go, where to look? I I teach hypnotherapy. It's one of the courses that I teach actually. So they can ask me questions on that and depending on on what they're going to do. So I call my business coaching in flow because I use hypnosis as part of my coaching process where some hypnotherapists, like the classically trained hypnotherapists are all about quit smoking and lose weight and that kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Um, and if that is an area of interest for somebody, I can guide them to uh, multiple different schools, depending on what they're looking for. Very cool. And I have one last question that I ask everyone before the end of the show, we have about 30 seconds left. So if the whole world had to sit down shut up and listen to one thing Julie Turner wanted to say or express to the world, what would that be? It's not about changing who you are. It's about letting go of who you are not. I love that. Thank you, Julie, for being a guest on our show today. I appreciate you. Thank you so much, Brandy. It was great. Awesome. Everybody, I hope to see you again live at 5 p.m. Pacific, 8 p.m. Eastern, right here on Team Wealth Radio on Voice America. Uh, Have a great week. Feel blessed. And if you need help, just reach out to someone that you love and trust. See you next week. Thanks for being part of Teen Wealth Radio. Please join your host, Brandy England, her guests, and panel of experts again next Thursday at 5 p.m. Pacific Time, 8 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. Have an awesome week, and we'll see you here for the next show. Bye.